It's Wednesday, the 11th of March. It's five o'clock, and this is Head Start FM. The following radio show does not contain flash photography, but does have full-on entertainment right from the start. OMG, have we got a cracking show? I say this every night, but for real, for really, we have an amazing show for you. We have live cross-country racing on the show. We've never done this before. Live reporting from the grounds of Bilston. There's a cross-country match in progress right now. We're going to join our reporter, John Webb, who's out there, and he's covering it on his mobile phone. We'll phone him in just a second. That is up first on our show. We've got drama from today's live Head Start. FM radio show. It was really, really good. I hope you listened to that. That was at 2.30. We're doing another one tomorrow from Long Knoll Primary School at 2.30. We've got live shows for the rest of this week and this is our 5 till 6pm show. Hoping to catch up with a head teacher. He's very, very busy at the moment out there with his whistle and starting gun. I'm joking about the starting gun. They're not allowed guns, of course. He does have a fabulous whistle, though, and I'm hoping to catch up with him later on for live chats in the studio. If we can get him in here. I've also got Mike O'Hara, the superintendent of Wolverhampton on the show as well. We're catching up with him talking about policing in this century and why he keeps arresting the same young people time and time again. So I thought I was on dodgy ground with that question, but he absolutely rose to the challenge and I shall be playing that interview in tonight's show. Get in contact, send us a tweet, send us a text. If you'd like a, mes- a mention live on the show, just drop me a tweet at Russell Brew. It'll cost you nothing to do that. If you want to spend the cost of a text message, love to get a text message from you. My text number is 85010. Remember to start your message with the word radio. Follow it, please, by your message of greeting or your dedication or your request for some music. I haven't decided what we're playing today, so if you'd like to influence that choice, drop me a text. If it's your birthday or celebration or you've got something going on, please do that. Wolf City Council have just tweeted, Good evening to you. Lovely to have you as company. And Tim Critchlow, I know, is listening in his car on his way out of school brilliant really enjoyed today have a lovely lovely day it's time now to catch up live with our cross-country race it's happening here don't go anywhere we've got a great show right the way through till six tonight get a head start with headstart.fm for a resilient generation in wolverhampton with russell prove supported by the big lottery fund a new initiative for 10 to 14 year olds and their families from across wolverhampton Okay, so uh, tell me where you are. What's happening? What's happening, John? Okay, Russell, I'm just at the start line at the moment of the Bilson Every Cross Country Championship. Uh, all the girls are lined up on the start line, ready for the race. They're getting their final preparations now. Um, final reminders of safety. Um, they're all lined up, ready to go. There's probably about 25 to 30 competitors. Wow. Um, and they've got two laps of the, of the field to run. So we're uh, all to look forward to it at the moment. Excellent. So, are the girls going first? Do they have a separate race? They are, yeah. It's two separate races. All the girls are lined up now. Just do final preparations. They're all on the line. Uh, the head teacher of Wilson TV is about to um, start the race off in a moment. Uh, he's just taking a few paces behind the line so he doesn't get trampled. 
and they're off. Uh, they're coming running towards me. You can hear everyone cheering now. Other girls are just running past me right now as I speak, taking the first bend, uh, heading to the left. Um, a very tightly packed group at the moment, as you'd expect at the start of the race. Um, but they tend to spin out as we go along. Um, quite a long course. Um, and they've made a really good start. No one's fallen over, which is great. <laughs> Gosh, not one of ours. So, um, how many schools involved in this, John? Um, there are actually eight schools here today, which um, is uh, a new record high number compared to the last four or five years. Um, it's, it's been nearly ten years, I think, since we've had eight schools in the Bilston Area Championships. So, uh, a great number of schools entering and taking part, which is a superb thing. Brilliant. And a very good uh, evening um, for I'm just looking across now. Oh, yes, yes, go on, go on. Sorry, Ross, I'm looking across at the far end of the field now. They're halfway through the first lap of two. Um... And there's a young girl who's taken a lead of about 15 metres or so. So uh, she's made a good start. Well, is she from our school, from Bilston School, or from one of the visitors? Um, she's from one of the visiting schools at the moment. However, there are two girls from Bilston who are in the top five at the moment. Wow. Um, coming towards the end of the first lap. And uh, well attended by parents as well? It is well attended. I'm looking back across the school. Uh, field now there's easily 50 to even maybe 100 spectators of us today um excellent all cheering on they've just finished their first lap now so the actual noise level's picking up now as they get around where the, the crowd are uh, so uh, a lot of encouragement and, uh, and all the boys are cheering them on as well which is great Excellent. This is really good. Uh, listeners, this is as close as I'm going to get to a cross-country race. Excellent. Just really good. We're chatting to John Webb, who's our Year Brilliant. 5 teacher, who's providing the commentary. John, how's it going now? Uh, absolutely superb. I'm just, um, just as you finished talking there, one of our girls, who's actually from Cassie, you know, Brooke Cassie from the thing, has just moved into second place, which is uh, superb. So, looking really good at the moment. Excellent. We can actually hear you, I think, on, through the microphone on your phone. So, we're we're phoning you in the school grounds. My goodness, amazing use of technology there as well. I can really hear the atmosphere there. Oh, that's brilliant. I mean, I'm stood about 40 metres away, actually, from the main crowd. So, the fact you're picking them up as well is uh, it's fantastic. Our, our young girl's actually just taken the lead now. So, uh, she's in first place and she's about 15 metres ahead at the moment. So, uh I'm going to be doing the horse racing commentary in a minute. She comes towards <laughs> the final line. She's quite tense. Good. And how long's the course? How long are the course we talking about? Uh, the course is uh, two laps of school field, which probably equates to around about, I would estimate, about 1.5 kilometres. Okay. Uh, um, so, fair race. We're just coming into home straight now, though, Russell. Uh, um, and it's Freya Thornton, who's in year five from the Cassie Broadcaster Bomb, who's in first place. And she's coming down the home straight now, about to run past me. Keep going, Freya. Keep going. She's starting to accelerate now down the back straight, so she's uh, going to clearly win this race now for Bilson Church Ringham, which is brilliant. Wow, amazing. Is it too premature to congratulate her? <laughs> Sounding good. Uh, definitely not, no. She's just crossed the line ahead of me, I can see. Um, and you can hear, obviously, the, the crowd cheering in the people for third, fourth, fifth place now. Uh, it's really hotting up now. We've got another Bilson Church Ringham compared to coming fastest as we speak. Amazing. This is a first for Head Start FM, I have to say. This is our first live coverage of a cross-country race. A first. Oh, my goodness. It sounded very exciting there. A lot of excitement. That's just the parents we're listening to. It's amazing. Just the parents we can hear. <laughs> 
So, Obviously, it's, uh, the atmosphere has really picked up there, and that was the home straight. You could hear it. Uh, still athletes obviously coming in now. Um, yes. Every athlete is on the final straight now, which is great. They've, they've all obviously made the course. Okay. Um, which I, I think I've struggled to do myself. So I take my hat off to these younger athletes. But um, Amazing. Superb race. And we had uh, two from Bills in the top ten, and obviously we had one winner as well, which is great. Good. So that was a Bilston, one of the year fives. Okay. So year five has won that race, yes? Yeah, one of the year five girls. You want to have a quick word and right oh, now? Oh, that would, you know how she's that would be excellent, excellent. Oh, my goodness, this is just... <laughs> Claire Balding's got nothing on this, I have to say. <laughs> she's been at Crofts all this week. I'm going to say, Claire Balding, eat, eat your heart. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> have we got Freya there to have chats? Uh, we have... Now, I'm just with Freya at the moment. She's just won uh, the cross-country race, and she was competing with children older, and she's come first. I'm going to put her on now for you, Russell. Oh, brilliant. Oh, good. Let's hello. Hello, Freya. How are you? You're live on Head Start FM. How was that for you? Are you still out of breath, my dear? Can you hear me all right? <laughs> okay. How, how was that race for you? How was that race for you, Freya? Tell me. What was it like? What was your race? What was the race like? Tell me what it was like completing. You've won, haven't you? Okay, it, sa- it sounds like you're out of breath. If we could go back to Mr. Webb, that would be fabulous. Thank you. Hi, Russell. She sounds a little out of breath and didn't catch much of that, I'm afraid. So perhaps we'll catch <laughs> her a bit later on. Well, congratulations to Freya. She's from Bilston C of E Primary School and she's the winning runner this evening for the girls' race. Big congratulations yes, um, Unfortunately, Russell, I'm going to have to go now because I've got to um, look after the boys and give out okay. the boys uh, placings on the finish Excellent. Time. But, um, thank you ever so much for your time, Stephen. No, really good. Lovely to catch the live race and maybe we'll talk to you later. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, John. Thank you very much, Russell. Thank you. Goodbye. That was uh, John Webb there, hell listeners. My goodness. Live racing. We bring you the very best here on Head Start FM. John Webb, who's a year five teacher here at Bilston at C of E Primary School. It's the cross-country race. That was the girls' race and it was won first place by Freya, our year five pupil. My goodness. More to come from this later on as we chat to more of our pupils and our teaching staff here at Bilston C of E Primary. Head Start FM Wolverhampton, a daily radio show from 5 to 6 pm. Broadcast on the Everton Tiger Network with Headstart.fm for a resilient generation in Wolverhampton. Supported by the Big Lottery Fund. Now, why they he- whilst they head back in here, we'll pick a conversation up with Freya and we'll see who won the boys' race and we'll get them in the studio in a few minutes' time. Before that, let's go to some music. This is The Limelight. Hang your head in shame.
Get a head start with headstart.fm for a resilient generation in Wolverhampton. Supported by the Big Lottery Fund. I'm so honoured to have the race winners with me. First, I've got Freya. Um, Freya, we just couldn't hear you. We just <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so, what was that like running that? It was amazing. Well, it, congratulations. It, it, R- real cross country. What a lovely course as well. We had posts and proper rope. This was well posh. Congratulations. Well, how, how did that feel? It was like. It was really hard at first because my shoe lights come undone, but I just ignored it and then one of the fastest I could. And like in the end, it turns out to be I came first. Wow, so that's. And you've got a medal, and I'm looking at the medal, and it looks great. So this is a county. This is a proper do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This isn't just some, uh, some, some people getting together for a quick whiz around the playground. This is proper competitive cross country running. Congratulations, well done. She's almost speechless. That wasn't the case today, I have to say, because Freya was in our show. I'm also joined by another young gentleman. Um, hello, sir. Introduce yourself. First names for me. My name's Cameron. Hello, Cameron. Well done. Congratulations. Tell the listeners what you won. Um, I came eight, and it was a bit hard. But at the end, I felt, not at the start, I felt fine, but at the end, um, it was a bit hard. Okay. But you, uh, you won the category, though, didn't you? You came first in a category? Yeah. Mm, bit cool. You're far too cool. You're far too cool. Running is an amazing skill. So not for me. Uh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. What was it like running? Um, f- amazing and good fun. Okay. Do you do this a lot of the time? Is this a, a regular pastime for you? Have you trained hard for this? Yeah. Okay. What kind of training does does it involved in this? We always on a Friday. We always do laps around the field, and sometimes we play games. Wow, and you, uh, you've naturally developed this talent. I mean, how how has that been developing developing in you? Kind of, you just you can just run. Yeah. Do people chase you a lot of the time? Sometimes. <laughs> Cameron, well done. Congratulations, and Freya, well done to both Thank of you. you. It's been really good catching up with you. What's next on the list? What's the What's the next fixture? Uh, for me, it's on next week on Thursday. It's the one at Aldersley. Oh, wow, it does more. Cameron, are you running again? Yeah. Okay, excellent. He, he scores top marks for chattiness, really. It's great, amazing. Thanks very much. Both of you, have a great evening, well-deserved, and have a healthy meal. After all that exercise, it's been great to talk to you. Fran, Thank Cameron, you. congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Get a head start with headstart.fm for a resilient generation in Wolverhampton with Russell Proof. Supported by the Big Lottery Fund. A new initiative for 10 to 14 year olds and their families from across Wolverhampton. Uh, he's moved from the playing field, listeners, now into the studio. And with me, uh, sitting right next to me, is John Webb. I've been in his class all day with his year fives. John, thank you very much for your hospitality. I've had a wonderful day. Nice lunch, too, as well. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, did any of the radio workshop, the, any of the aspect of it, surprise you today? Yes, there was uh, quite a lot that surprised me, Sarah Russell. Um, the children had to work, obviously, in groups. Um, and it's something we don't get a, a, a big chance to do a lot yeah. of, really. So today was a great chance for them to really integrate, you know, with different groups, working with different children, and to see some of those children coming on today and, 
you know, coming past, past problems I might have and dilemmas and working through them as a team with a little bit of adult support was, was great to see. So that was a, the biggest surprise today. I'm going to play the drama, the Bilston drama that, that takes place <laughs> in Morrison's. I'm going to play that live into the show uh, in just a little while because it was particularly interesting. There's good acting skills as well. There. Are there any specific points that um, you enjoyed today? Definitely. I think the, the main thing I enjoyed today, the main thing um, which shone through to me was um, the, the progress they made from the start of this morning when they did the very first um, run through of the show to the final product this afternoon when they went live at 2.30. They had made um, a huge improvement from their starting point, from being quite nervous and unorganised um, to you know being a lot more organised, knowing where to be, what to do. So that was the, the, the biggest uh, surprise for me, you know, the best part for me really. Now your curriculum is pretty darn well packed. I mean, you're almost the kids are on a conveyor belt of learning, and you've got certain milestones to achieve at certain areas of of the year. Do you wish you had more time to do this kind of stuff? It would be uh, great to have more time to do this kind of stuff. I think it's it's something which we don't get enough time to do, and it's invaluable to the children. I mean, you know, we can sit them down and teach them the numeracy, the literacy, the the foundation subjects. But working on projects like this where it's teamwork, it's, you know, the real world for them, I think it's uh, great for them and I think it gives them all the skills which sometimes can be missed occasionally um, and it just really brings those together and, and, and groups them together for them, so definitely. It's quite a broad group of ability. Um, I mean, we use the word mixed ability with some strange language around it. <laughs> but a, quite a broad, I mean, there was some very, very... Um, uh, confident speakers in the group here. So when he, I, I'm the brightest one in the class, he said proudly to me as well. I thought, right, not I from know. what I've seen, mate. Um, however, uh, that measuring that with their confidence in language and ability to relate to others in kind of um, impromptu situations is really quite different, isn't it? Hugely different. I mean, you when you came into this me this morning, I pointed out we had a young girl in the classroom who um, they hear English is her second language and Spanish is her first language. So I pre-warned you about that, but straight away you said you didn't know because she just blended straight in. So that was someone who... She opened kind the show. Just got she on. opened the show. She did, and she was absolutely fantastic. I mean, faultless to, to a degree. Indeed. Um, and like you say, going back to the wide range of abilities, I mean, there's there's children who you can envisage being the next Prime Minister. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's children, obviously, you know, enjoy having lots of help from um, adults in the school. So it's a, a wide range, but a project like this, like we've done today, um, brings all those children in. Yeah. And it doesn't exclude anyone, it, it gets everyone included, which is brilliant. I was very impressed with their high levels of ICT use. Um, I still see people, young people, not knowing where to go to look stuff up. Uh, yet, you know, the, the, the iPad trunk came in, it was opened, and it, it wasn't frivolously dished out and everyone was waiting, you know, they didn't all sit there with their the iPads on there, all waiting to do the same thing. They kind of got on with it in a very creative fashion. I was impressed with that. Yeah, it's something which we encourage that they use a lot in school now because we know in their obviously modern lifestyle at home it's it's in their everyday life, whether it's um, games consoles, whether it's uh, you know using parents, older brothers, siblings, um, computers. It's something they use every single day. So we try and integrate that into their learning on almost a daily basis, if not a daily basis, whether it's through us teaching using ICT and the interactive whiteboards or whether it's the children like you say mm. you know pulling the iPads out mm. researching using apps on their games mm. uh, a wide range of different things it's a big push we're having at the moment with ICT and e-learning as a whole
Brilliant. Let's talk to um, a, a bit more about Head Start because you've already had another workshop here. You had a, an app workshop creation type of thing. H- how's the progress with that moving forward? Are you starting to see some of the benefits of this kind of resilience uh, focused training? 100%. I mean, the children absolutely love workshops like this, especially anything ICT based because it's, you know, it's a lot of it's new to them, but a lot of it they, they're quite comfortable with and it's almost in their own environment. So they very hands on straight away and they're very confident with it. With the previous workshop we had, which was the app creation, mm. um, the children dive straight into that. Lots of ideas, they're using their imagination. But I think the biggest advantage to that was the children seeing the power of technology and not just seeing it as I can play a game on it or I can take a photo they, and, you know, using it for social media. They saw the, the power of it in terms of the creative side of, of e-learning, which mm-hmm. was the, the biggest um, benefit to them. And of course, our focus is to try and take them up to that cliff edge and, and show them what sheer and utter desperation looks like. But at the same time, try and engender the, their opportunity for them to find another path for themselves. So, yep. you know, uh, tearful, oh my gosh, sheer desperation is at one side. But on the other, there is this this uh, path to great enlightenment where they can actually cope and manage and, and self-manage. And that's really, I think, what we're trying to achieve here. Have you seen some of that today? Oh, definitely. I mean, today's workshop um, highlighted that in particular. I mean, they had their deadline given to them straight away at 9.10 this morning, 2.30. We go live. We need to be ready by then. Everything else is a practice. However, you've got to be ready. So that was, you know, in your own words, taken up to the cliff edge, showing them what was going to happen, but giving them the time and the tools to obviously get there. I think that's really important because, again, it's another life skill whereby sometimes they will have deadlines, they'll have important things they've got to get done by certain days whether it's assignments when they get into secondary school which yeah. obviously year five is not too far away from no. um you know it is it, it, something that's coming up for them so getting used to them getting them used to that sorry is yeah. is you know excellent for them forget sometimes that they're just nine and ten that's it's bizarre isn't it really I just it's it's yeah. baffling sometimes you, but you, i'm like, ten i'm only yeah. ten i go yep so what come on <laughs> i think one of the comments earlier on the feedback from one of the children was um i think my parents were really proud because i'm I'm only nine and I've done a radio show, which puts it in perspective for you then straight away, doesn't it? So, But it was the text from my mum. So, uh, and that's that kind of real life setting for me that really is a, li- a game changer. You know, a real text. And it's not just the girl that, that got the text from her mum when we read her, ne- her name out, the child's name. But it's the rest of the group going, oh my goodness. It's, re- it's real. There's it's- a real buzz when that came through. And like you say, it's the power of just one text. I mean, it... It, I think it made it more real then. It was, hold on, people are actually listening to this live and yeah. it's, it gave that sense of, well, this is happening now, it's real. And, you know, like you say, it wasn't just for the one girl. That gave the buzz for the whole class then, which, you know, just stepped it up a, another level for them, really. Now I can hear Henry the Hoover heading our way. So I think he's coming this way. He's coming this way. And it's, uh, don't get in the way of Henry the Hoover <laughs> and, some, uh, uh, and some, uh, some, some staff. Thank you very much indeed for your hospitality again. Thanks for a brilliant lesson and for a brilliant class. I've really enjoyed it. It's been an absolutely cracking day and I hope more schools do this. And thank you very much for being part of Head Start. Definitely. Well, any schools who are thinking about it, I'll definitely encourage them to. I mean, it's a, a, a superb opportunity and thank you for obviously coming in and working with the class today and thank you for having me on the show pleasure chatting live here with john webb he's the year five teacher here from bilston church of england primary school here bilston in wolverhampton you're listening to head start fm wolverhampton a daily radio show from 5 to 6 p.m with russell pro broadcast on the everton tiger network this is head start fm wolverhampton 
Bonsoir to you. It's just coming up to 5.30. It's Russell Prue here on Head Start FM, a live show from 5 till 6, seven days a week. Can you believe that, listeners? Seven days a week. It's really good to have your company. Keep the text, keep the tweets coming. A big, fabulous Head Start evening hello to Jonathan Webb, who has just joined the conversation. We've just interviewed him, and he's now tweeting away, uh, having realised he's been live on the radio. How exciting is that? Lovely to have you with us, Jonathan, and thank you very much for your contribution. Keep the text, keep the tweets coming. We're live right the way through till six in this fabulous school. And I say fabulous school in a real meaningful fashion. It really is good. And I'm joined right now by the head teacher, Gary Gentle. What a lovely name, sir. Good evening, Russell, and good, ev- good evening to your listeners. Oh, thank you. Oh, it must be so much easier being a head teacher with a fabulous name, Mr. Gentle. It must be really good. It's a, go to Mr. Gentle's office because he's going to tell you off. It's got to be a good, a lovely school. You've done wonders here. Tell me about your recent accomplishments because you've just built on a lovely section and it's beautiful. Yes, so we've been part of the Wolverhampton City Council's primary school expansion programme. Uh, it started, I suppose, way back in 2010-11 when we had a major refurbishment. Mm. Primary schools were reorganised uh, in this part of the southeast of the city and Bilston Church of England Primary School was selected to be one of the schools that would be expanded in this area. Mm. Um, we started a major refurbished, which was completed in 2011. Then, for 2012, we were in the next phase of expansion, which saw an additional two classrooms built on. Mm. We then started to take 45 children into our reception classes to work themselves of filtering through the school. Mm. Um, more recently, uh, in September 2015 we will be taking um, 60 children so our school will have moved from a one form entry transition to one and a half form entry and obviously from September we will be admitting 60 by 2021 our children will be the 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 population of our school will be 420 Mm. when I first came here in 2008 I had 136 pupils on roll So you can see within such a short space of time Mm. how um, the school has grown. The local authority have invested in the school. Our school is doing really well. Mm. Ofsted are pleased with us. Um, And we move forward. Um, And, you know, it's great for the local community to have a school that's been invested in. Um, It's fantastic. It is, and you're a real hands-on kind of guy. You're you're in your PE kit. I've seen you outside with your... Uh, we did joke that you'd been allowed a starting pistol, but I, <laughs> I, I, I backed away from that as quickly as possible because yes. people in helicopters, yes. large guns usually turn up if you mention that. And I said, no, no, the man has a whistle. But you're out there doing some really interesting... Tell me some more about the cross-country activity this evening. Yeah, I mean, the cross-country did really well. We normally host the Bilston Schools Cross-Country uh, Championships because we've got such great grounds here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people when they've never been to Bilston CV before actually come through an urban um, jungle mm. really mm. You, you know isn't Bilston isn't known for its greenery, but it's known for many other fantastic things and achievements in its history. Uh, But you come through the estate and into this oasis of green. Mm. And we're very fortunate as a school, we realise that, to have our grounds. 
Um, mm. And um, as I say, we've hosted the Bilston Schools Cross Country Championships for the past eight, nine years now. Um, and it was really pleasing to see so many schools join us today for that. Nine schools. I think it just shows you what um, sport, how sport is viewed in our primary schools. And it's fantastic that children are getting the opportunities to come and compete against one another. Mm. Um, because that obviously gives children so much, doesn't it? Um, mm. That competition angle to, to life. Um, and it was um, competed very fairly. All schools did really well. There were some fa- fantastic runners here this evening boys and girls and um, they will from today go and represent Bilston in the city championships to be held at Aldersley Stadium um, next Thursday and they will compete against Tetnell, Penn, Wensfield mm. etc. And you put a proper course out with and we were joking about the rope but you actually had it properly posted and railed and, and roped off and this was you know you put some proper time into this. Oh yeah we like to do things properly here at Bilston CV and uh, a lot of the parents um, you know were very complimentary out there saying mm. how well organised it was yeah. um, but you know I've got a good team of staff here uh, and we work well together and obviously teamwork is the key because you can put on such events as like this with teamwork you couldn't do it on your own no. you need good team players talk to me more about the governors what's the relationship with them how important is that going forward yeah governance is really important in schools today and um, the Ofsted new evaluation schedule classes governors as leaders of schools I think there was a uh, one view that uh, prior to um, recent times that you know leaders of schools were head teachers and deputy head teachers sure. well that's uh, long gone now it's almost a myth because what we have of course we have school leaders but we have governors that play an active part in children's education challenging in-school leaders such as deputies and heads mm. uh, i've got a really fantastic governing body here uh, our governing body is made up of foundation governors because we're a church school um and we we have saint leonard's um governors uh, at our school um we have uh, parent members and we've got five parent governors uh we have community governors um local authority governors and staff governors and they make up a team of 15 people who put in countless hours if i can tell you that Mm. we had some governor training last night on the new ofsted evaluation schedule and Mm. governors came at half past five and they were still here at quarter to eight working tirelessly hard Mm. um for the benefit of the school Mm. um and you know it's not just here at bilston but it's schools all over wolverhampton that many many governors give up voluntary hours i might add um for the good of the children in in our schools today and schools would be a sadder place and a poorer place without all those different governors from all walks of life they Mm. come they are they bring lots of expertise and talents to to schools Uh, and um you know well done on on them for volunteering their time and and, and expertise and, and service it's a huge commitment, but schools will clearly uh, need more governance and they need more uh, more participation from the community. So the more that we can do to make it look as attractive as possible, it's very fulfilling. I think it's fair to say it's very fulfilling, both yes. spiritually and morally fulfilling. And I think that we'd like more people to get involved. We would. Which is excellent. Um, what's the uh, long-term prognosis for the school? You sort of touched on the building work as well here. Yeah. You've got some interesting plans. Tell, tell yes. the listeners about well, that. Well, again, as I mentioned earlier, we're part of the primary school expansion mm. programme. Mm. Um, the birth rate has, over the last five years uh, has gone sky high in, in, in Wolverhampton, and particularly in this part of the city. Sure. Um, 
So the local authority chose us, uh, as I said, to be uh, in the primary school expansion programme. We have, starting in August, September 2015, um, another four classrooms being built. So it's exciting times here. Mm. Um, For the last five or six years, we've um, got to know many builders, um, but they've done a fantastic (laughs) job for us. Um, They're almost part of the staff. Um, But we we look forward to um, working with the City Council architects in designing the next phase of construction for our school. Um, That will add additional classrooms and additional breakout spaces. Um, The learning environment and accommodation that you have is crucial. That you get that right. And obviously, what it's all about is raising standards. And our learning environment here has been praised by many visitors, Mm. Ofsted and and consultants and and people from the local community. Um, And they can recognise that if you get your accommodation and learning environment right, your standards will improve. Uh, And we're looking forward to to the next round of building work here at Bilston. We kind of joke about that, but the last time I visited you, you really did have scaffolding outside. And it's a seamless uh, addition to the premises. It really, you just sort of walk through it sweeps through and it just expands beautifully it's it was been well thought through I it has say. and also there's been um lots of people involved in that it's not just that the, the council architects come up and draw plans they actually work very closely with school leaders governors included but also i must um recognize the contribution that the children have made the children voice is really important mm. and our school council over all the phases of expansion and building work here have worked closely with rebecca duggan from from the council who's mm. our architect Mm. um and you can really see not just in the building but on the in the grounds we've recently had a a playground extension Mm. completed in the summer holidays and our school council designed what they wanted in their playground Uh, so you can see lots of different um uh, creations out there of how children want to keep themselves busy mm. at playtime and lunchtime and that's that reduces problems at lunchtime in terms of behavior um we've got lots of different um, climbing frames that the children have designed mythical creatures to promote interest etc yeah. in sculptures it, it's really a, a fantastic contribution that the children's voice made to the expansion program it's good to hear that on the agenda it's really good i've really enjoyed uh, my day here with you today and your hospitality has been breathtaking thank you so much indeed uh, for looking after me so and, and having such approachable and interesting staff to work with it's really thank good you. You did, I mean, we've known each other for a little while and it's lovely to come back and thank you very much for having me it's just brilliant thank now, you very much Russell. you're very welcome indeed now you are uh, i asked you what i could play for you uh, favorite music what anything that springs to mind i am a big abba fan i know it gives my age away but i'm a big abba fan so anything on abba uh, will be very welcome Nothing wrong with that at all here. This record certainly just doesn't get enough outing at all. This is from ABBA. Happy New Year. Chatting to Gary Gentle. Thank you so much for for your hospitality today. Thank you, Russell. This is Head Start FM Wolverhampton. A new initiative for 10 to 14-year-olds and their families from across Wolverhampton. Amazing. Just absolutely love that. That song does so not get enough use of it. And when when we've bought it, it's nice to have it out again, so to speak. That was Abba. Happy New Year. And just chatting with Amy here. Uh, She just popped in to see she's the um, Head Start coordinator here. And she organised today. And we're just chatting away. Then the music's just finishing there as well. Uh, I, I did promise you 
listeners that I play their drama from today. And a big thanks to Gary Gentle, the head teacher. That was a lovely chat. Thank you very much indeed. Um, it's just coming up to a quarter to six. You're listening to me, Russell, live right the way through till six o'clock. Don't forget, we're doing this again at 2.30 tomorrow for our Long Knoll radio show. And then again at five o'clock for our interactive Head Start FM. This is the drama from today's live Head Start radio show. Tell me what you think afterwards. Hello, episode three. This episode is called Sharing is Caring. We're at Morrison's with two girls fi- trying to find the, the most best bakery, a donut. They peer over all the bakery until they find one chocolate donut. I want the donut. It looks so nice. I want it. Lainey's first is so polite, so be polite, please. But I am older. All of a sudden, Miranda gets so angry, so angry, she throws one giant trolley, pushing it right to Adam. Ow! But then Adam decides to smack Miranda with an extensive sausage roll. But unfortunately, she eats that sausage roll. Was that a sausage roll you just chucked at it? So nice! About that donut, I know what to do. Adam decides to be very nice and splits the donut in half and give one half to fr- uh, Miranda. Mm, that was delicious. I want a donut. Let's go and pay. Are you two gonna pay, or you just keep, or you, or you just gonna keep arguing about it? We're going to pay. Don't worry. Don't shoplift, or you get in trouble. Sharing is caring. This is why you, you should share. When you share, you are happy, and bad things would never ever happen. Sharing also equals happiness. These are the credits. The actors in today's episode were Freya, Eloise, Cassie, Brian, Dia, Jacob, and and your narrator was Jay. Goodbye. Not bad, was it, listeners? My goodness. Just gone a quarter to six. We are live, and that was the radio play from Bilston Primary Players. They were good. Congratulations to all of them. This is Head Start FM Wolverhampton, a new initiative for 10 to 14-year-olds and their families from across Wolverhampton. Now, after chasing the police for a little while, I managed to catch up with Superintendent Mike O'Hara. It's usually the other way round, I have to say. Uh, But it's really good that I managed to chase and track down them. And my first question, I'm really interested in chatting to this guy. I wanted to know, looking at his statistics, why he's still arresting the same young people for the same offence time in, time out. When is anyone going to do anything about that? He answers that question, listeners, in just a second. Don't go anywhere. 
Get a head start with headstart.fm for a resilient generation in Wolverhampton with Russell Prue. Supported by the Big Lottery Fund. A new initiative for 10 to 14 year olds and their families from across Wolverhampton. This is Head Start FM Wolverhampton. A new initiative for 10 to 14 year olds and their families from across Wolverhampton. Listeners, I'm delighted to have a very distinguished guest with me live on the telephone, uh, Superintendent Mike O'Hara. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, sir. How are you today? Very well, thank you, Russell. How are you? I'm very well indeed. And I wonder if I could be particularly challenging and ever so slightly provocative. And my first question is really to you. It kind of uh, appears to me that you're arresting the same people time and time again. And I just wonder when this is going to stop and what we're going to do about it. Big question, Russell. Um, lots to talk about in that respect. But I suppose the first thing I'd say is in relation to sort of uh, reducing reoffending in the first instance, we are seen as very good practice in Wolverhampton, actually. We're in the top 10 nationally local authority areas wow. in relation to uh, reducing reoffending rates. Um, but in that respect, uh, I wouldn't say we were complacent. If anything, we're still striving to do better, um, uh, which is why uh, working with Head Start uh, and our youth strategy, I think, is key for us moving forward. So mm. uh, in relation to public sector, I think it's probably fair to say um, we are struggling with a degree of resource. Mm. Um, we've got comprehensive spending review uh, looking for us to do more with less, mm. uh, which causes us a big challenge. And I think you can see that in, in the health agenda whereby you've got A&Es that are struggling yes. and therefore health are having to put their resources into the reactive, the acute end of business mm. rather than the preventative end of business, which is where I think the, you know, the, the question around us arresting the same people, the revolving door situation yes. uh, sort of comes into play. Uh, and my view and that, and that of Wolverhampton Police uh, overall is, is that we need to become more proactive and less reactive. We need to work up, upstream uh, and try and prevent people who might become offenders or on the mm. cusp of offending mm. uh, moving into the criminal justice system and giving them a better chance uh, uh, of succeeding in life really um, so uh, the main thrust around this particular piece of work for me is our youth strategy mm. uh, and our work with key partners such as Head Start mm. uh, in trying to prevent people who uh, we, I mean especially when we're young people we all you know we have many paths ahead of us and many mm. opportunities many forks in the road mm. uh, and sometimes we might take the wrong path uh, and this is where partners, the police, the community can work together to help young people to take the right path. And I wonder, and thank you very much for that, sir, and I wonder um, if you could just elaborate a little bit more on, on that kind of work and, and what shape and form it takes. Is it yes. just a matter of having more boots on the ground? Do we, uh, I suspect that once upon a time, uh, when, when we speak to our grandparents and that, we say, I remember there was always a bobby on the street and mm. it was really safe, but of course times are changing as well. And I, th- I wonder yeah. whether there's a, a, a more technological aspect to this work. Yes, there is definitely. Uh, I think the challenge for us is there's greater expectation than there's ever been before uh, and probably more work than there's ever been before. So I, I don't think uh, 20 or 30 years ago you would have found a local police officer and a neighbourhood team discussing or being aware of you know, child sexual exploitation, mm-hmm. honour-based violence, crim- uh, you know, um, counter-terrorist issues, for example. Mm-hmm. These are issues that are proliferating, becoming more important to our service. Uh, but actually at a time when the expectation on us is greater than it's ever been before and the pressure on our resources is such so we definitely need to work smarter. And technology is a massive enabler for us um, in this respect. And, you know, we're working with a company called Accenture to try and help us to 
remodel our service mm. uh, with technology being that enabler. Um, so it's, it's a big piece of work for us. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it is a challenge, but it's something that we're, we're definitely picking up. Um, I suppose in relation to uh, the type of work that, that we're doing, doing currently, mm. um, I don't think it's as simple as putting more boots on the ground, I'm afraid. It, that's um, a very sort of 1950s, 1960s view of policing. Mm. Um, uh, if I was to send my resources out on the streets, um, nine times out of ten, the majority of the community won't see them because mm. they'll either be at work, they'll be watching television, uh, they'll be somewhere else, and they won't necessarily see my community support officer or police officer walking past their house. However, if we do have a big social media footprint, we've got Tracker Bobby, so you can see where our officers have been in the community or within the, on the internet, mm. uh, and we can engage and have a presence in many other ways than just walking up and down the street. Um, so for me, it's about you know, the biggest bang for our buck so for me, it's about being in the schools. So we have very strong schools links. Uh, we're working in the north of the city uh, in Bushbury uh, and Low Hill and the Scotlands around doing a sort of a police and schools pilot where we share information and try and uh, challenge and divert and support uh, our young people and prevent them from getting involved in crime and antisocial behaviour. Um, and, you know, there's many things that we do around uh, sports diversion, uh, working closely with Kicks, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Sport England, Sport Evate. Uh, and also key to that also is working with our key partners, local authority around the troubled families agenda. Mm. Uh, and also mental health is a, a massive mm. driver for us around demand. So mm. um, many, many pieces of work that we've got ongoing. I could talk for hours, as you can probably tell. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, a lot that we can do around, around this agenda rather than just boots on ground. That, I think that's just too simplistic for us in today's society. I agree. Uh, that's fine. And, and you're talking some sense as well. And that's a refreshing and, and just, um, <laughs> well, it is really because uh, often people like yourself only ever get to talk in sound bites. And yeah. no one really drills down to the kind of the nitty gritty issues uh, surrounding them and, and we can do that because you know we're, we're dedicated on this can i just um just delve a little bit deeper into the mental health issues particularly yeah. and, and wonder what the force is doing to kind of recognize young people who may be at risk or currently suffering from um some i'm going to use the word disability um yeah. but as far as the criminal justice system has to swing into action it needs to work slightly differently with these more vulnerable people Yes, absolutely. The key for me here is I'm not convinced that a police response to uh, to young people in mental health crisis is the way forward. Okay. So my view is, is, in the first instance, we need to work upstream with partners to stop uh, young people who are um, vulnerable, mm. who are uh, lacking in resilience in one way or another, um, getting to a point of crisis. Mm. Uh, we need to work better before we get to that point. Mm. Uh, we've uh, started a piece of work actually in Wolverhampton. Um, I've been in Wolverhampton now for about a year and a half. Right. Uh, and when I first arrived, I, you, you know, you do the you do the round, and you mm. speak to all your teams and your departments and your sure. officers. And one of the biggest things that came back was uh, mental health is a big. So we probably about thirty percent of all of our calls for service in Wolverhampton, in one way or another, relates to mental health. Okay. Uh, so that's a big driver of demand for us. Mm. So that, um, if I'm honest, the first thing I was looking at was, well, actually, we need to reduce some of that demand. But mm. also, I'm not convinced that we're providing the best quality of service. Mm for people where we have interactions with them around mental health. Mm -hmm. So we've worked with the Mental Health Trust uh, and actually with our colleagues across the black country and we've developed a, a mental health triage car mm -hmm. response mm -hmm. whereby we've got a paramedic, uh, a psychiatric nurse and a police officer who attend people who are in mental health crisis whereby if somebody's called 999 either into the police mm -hmm. or to the ambulance, 
we send this team of, of sort of experienced staff into this circumstance and what they do is they have in the first instance they have access to all of the relevant medical records which is massively important mm. so we can make an informed decision as to what's the best thing to do on the street uh, and then also we're that team is fully cited on the referrals the pathways the teams the individuals that can support the person who's in crisis on the street um, and it, it seems to have done uh, uh, amazingly well mm. and uh, we've massively slashed the amount of people that we would have detained under the Mental Health Act um, to, to single figures uh, since uh, before Christmas, and which is really helpful around uh, managing demand, but yes. ultimately providing the best quality of service for those people who are suffering in the community. Well, congratulations. That's an amazing, amazing achievement there. And can I just draw you a little bit more on the, the, the merging of information systems? Once upon yes. a time, they were all quite discreet and no one would share any data with anyone. And now you've got people from Freedom of Information going, hold on a minute, I don't want them looking at mine. But, but in a crisis situation, it is jolly handy to have a certain level of information to your hand. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, it, it continues to be a challenge, I think, for mm. all partners working within a city or an area mm. to try and uh, tackle vulnerability, crime, disorder, the health agenda, economy, yes. or whatever the, you know, the strategic objectives are. Yes. It's a challenge to make sure that all of the key partners that have key critical information share it in a way that's compliant with the law, yes. but also share it in a way that's useful so that we can ensure that we are uh, responding with the most informed picture possible. Mm. Um, and uh, that is a challenge, and it continues to be a challenge. However, we're working hard in Wolverhampton. We've got a lot of um, information sharing protocols. Uh, but I think the key is, um, yes, we need to be alive to patient confidentiality, for example, especially around the health agenda. Of course. Um, so as such, we do a lot of work around, I think there's a phrase that says, um, no conversation about me without me, i.e., Involve me in the conversation, please, if you're going to share some information, or if you are going to share information, please, can you uh, seek my consent beforehand? So we mm. do a lot of work in that respect. Mm. Uh, but actually, um, I think one of the biggest drivers also for us around this agenda is um, we want to provide the best quality of service possible. Mm. And in order for me to do that, I need to know if social services have had an impact in this particular family or household, yes. if mental health are involved, if the probation are involved, if whoever else are involved. I can't tailor my response mm. unless I know the full picture. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a big area of business for us. It always creates mm. uh, tension, friction and difficulty. But I do think it's worth fighting through uh, those problems just to, to ensure we, we can tailor make our response. And actually, um, it's massively important for us now to be evidence-based. Yeah, of course. I think historically we would carry out activities, especially as a service, that felt right rather than knowing actually if we do A, B and C, yes. it will have a positive impact on crime and antisocial behaviour. Whereas now we're moving very much, you know, with shrinking resource, greater mm. expectation. You know, we can't afford to do stuff that we think works. Mm. We have to do stuff that we know works. And that's where the better information sharing comes in, I would suggest. Brilliant. Um, my final question, I think, is probably as we approach Safer Internet Day, which is a worldwide celebration of um, kind of the kind of protocols that we need to put in place to protect young people, but also for young people to understand themselves that certain things are on the wrong side of the law, yes. and particularly sharing images of themselves across yes. the mobile phone network would be yes. something that often I find parents need guidance and help on, because... Yes. 
yeah. in my experience, uh, a young person's completely at a loss to understand why they can't share an image of themselves with someone else. And of course, yeah. we both know that's a criminal offence. And, and I wonder what the force is doing to try and get some of those messages closer to home. Yeah, I, I mean, again, we have a, a very strong schools liaison network mm. uh, locally in Wolverhampton, actually across the West Midlands. Uh, so in the first instance, we work very closely with schools, mm. uh, with their cohort of students and, and provide educational and sort of prevention orientated inputs around um, child sexual exploitation online, uh, around uh, being aware of the, of the terrorist agenda. Of course. Uh, and, and also being alive to, you know, sending sexually explicit pictures of each other. Mm. Uh, not only uh, it leaves you vulnerable mm. um, for, you know, potentially for the rest of your life, because once it's out there, it ain't, you're not going to get it back. Indeed. Uh, and then also you're leaving yourself vulnerable to uh, to criminal prosecution uh, if that's appropriate. Uh, but we are working very closely with the schools. We're also mm. working with Head Start, and um, we've got a, a Be Safe conference uh, coming up very soon around mm. online security. It's probably uh, around the same time as, mm. as the, uh, the the focused week that you've mentioned. Indeed, uh, where we're sharing and delivering some work, we're doing some workshops and providing some best practice to students, parents, and professionals. Um, which is, I think, is next Tuesday. It is indeed, uh, and that's one of those, uh, just one of those events throughout the year, whereby we'll work with key partners to try and communicate as clearly and as helpfully to the younger community as possible. Brilliant! It's so refreshing to hear those kinds of words. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a real pleasure. I hope we get another chance to catch up with you uh, on Head Start because it's nice to sort of touch base with all the partners, all the. St- key stakeholders, I think, and just keeping everyone aware and and interested in that. And thank you very much indeed. It's been a real pleasure to have you there. Uh, Chatting live, listeners, with the brilliant Mike O'Hara, Superintendent uh, of Wolverhampton. Please, thank you very much indeed, sir. Bye-bye. You're listening to Head Start FM Wolverhampton, a daily radio show from 5 to 6pm with Russell Proof, broadcast on the Anderton Tiger Network. This is Head Start FM Wolverhampton. And with the time just gone, six o'clock, that brings us to the end of this, our Wednesday Head Start FM radio show, which came live from Bilston Church of England Primary School here, Bilston in Wolverhampton. Big thank you to Gary Gentle, the head teacher, for his kind and generous hosting of today's workshop and, of course, of this evening's live radio show. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you for texts. Thank you for tweets. Thank you for all your contribution. Big thank you to our special guest, Jonathan. Webb, uh, who was amazing, great commentary, Jonathan. Absolutely superb. That man has a career on the radio, if anyone ever does. Thank you very much indeed for your company. We're doing this all again tomorrow at 2.30 from Long Knoll Primary School and again at 5 o'clock afterwards from our studios. Thanks for listening. This is Head Start FM. Hi, this is Debbie Forster, Managing Director of Apps for Good, and you're here listening to Russell Perth. A daily radio show from 5 to 6 p.m. Broadcast on the Everton Tiger Network with Headstart.fm for a resilient generation in Wolverhampton. Supported by the Big Lottery Fund.